Good evening. My name is Terrence Little, and I serve here as pastor of ministries at McLean Presbyterian Church. And I want you to know that it is an honor, a joy, and a privilege to worship with you this evening. Our passage of scripture for tonight is Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 to 22. Exodus 13, verses 17 to 22. Feel free to use a Bible in the pew. Exodus is the second book of the Bible in the Old Testament. Hear God's word. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. And the people of Israel went out of the land of Egypt equipped for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. And they moved on from Succoth and encamped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. This is the word of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Father, we ask you to encourage, nourish, and enrich our souls through your word and by your spirit. This we ask in Jesus' name, amen. During the winter of my first year in seminary at RTS in Charlotte, North Carolina, I drove up one weekend to Greensboro, North Carolina to visit two of the guys that I had led in a discipleship group the previous year. It was a cold and snowy weekend. It was a little more icy than snowy, if you know what I mean. The guys had the bright idea to go sledding at night in their hometown of King, North Carolina, which is way, way out in the country. I think there were about five of us in all. We drove out to this large pasture that had this incredibly big hill. We, we, we walked to the top of the hill from the side so that we, we didn't have to you know, make that enormous trek up the hill. When we all got up there, we all stood there looking down the hill. <laughs> The bottom was pitch dark. You couldn't see anything down there. Sort of like it's been out here, you know, foggy, cold. It was quiet. 
The air was still. It was bone-chilling cold. I did not have gloves. I didn't dress for the occasion. I had a coat on. It was a night to be by the fireside rather than out in the pasture. Well, we all took off at the same time, yelling all the way down that hill, picking up speed, going faster and faster and faster. And as I approached the bottom, I noticed these small, sharp tuggings and tuggings on my clothes and cuttings on my hands and face. What we could not see from the top of the hill were lots and lots and lots of sharp briars at the bottom of the hill. Well, what did we desperately need that night? Light. <laughs> Light. Light to guide and light to direct. And needless to say, I've never done that again. In our passage tonight, the people of God, Israel, they've just left Egypt through the leadership of Moses. They've been delivered by the strong hand of the Lord. God set them free, rescuing his people from bondage in Egypt. From our passage tonight, there are three lessons for us. Three lessons for us. The first lesson is this. God leads his people. God leads his people. In verse 17, in verse 17, look, look down at it. We read that when Pharaoh let the people go, the Lord led them. The Lord led them. Catch that. When Pharaoh released God's people as the Lord had commanded him through Moses and Aaron, the Lord led his people. The people of Israel were not alone. God had not abandoned them. He had not left them to fend for themselves. The Lord leads his people. God is out front, if you will. Yes, God appointed Moses as the deliverer, but God placed Moses as leader to follow only the direction of the Lord, the supreme God and ruler of the universe. God is out front leading and guiding and prov providing direction according to God's plan, according to God's purposes. Verse 17 shows us that the Lord did not lead them through the closer and easier path, which was through the land of the Philistines, but God led them a different way through the wilderness. God knew that the Philistines were a warring people. And, excuse me. And he knew that Israel would fear them if they saw war and that their desire would be to go back to Egypt, to go back to oppression, 
to go back to slavery. I think it's interesting here because we see in verse 18 that the people were equipped for battle. (laughs) They were equipped, but they had not seen war. They had not seen war. The Lord was thinking for his people. So God led them a different way, remaining constantly with his people. God directed them by the way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Essentially, they're following a southern path. And yet God did not desert his people. Lesson one, God leads his people. This leads to our second lesson. God is present with his people. Our second lesson, God is present with his people. As Israel departed from Egypt, Moses and Israel honored the patriarch Joseph's request. They brought his bones with them out of Egypt. For God had indeed, as the text says, visited his people by rescuing them out of slavery. Joseph endured a great deal of suffering in his lifetime. Even from the hands of his own brothers, they sold him away into slavery, they were jealous of him, and yet the Lord was with him. Throughout all of Joseph's suffering, throughout all of his trials, when people would would do him dirty, God was present. God was present. The Lord never forgot about Joseph. God worked through Joseph's life such that Joseph became second in command to Pharaoh in Egypt. Before Joseph died, he gave a word of hope, a word of hope to his brothers and all of his kinsmen, a word of hope that lasted up all the way through the time of the bondage of their people. Joseph said, God will visit you and bring you up out of this land to the land, now hear this, that he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God's going to be with you. God is not going to forget about you. God is going to remove you from here and keep the promise He gave to our fathers. Carry up my bones from here. As God was with Joseph, the Lord is present with his people now. The Lord is present with his people now as they encamp, moving from place to place, coming to the edge of the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. Well, our passage shows us two specific ways that the Lord is present with his people, Israel. We see in our text two pillars. 
the two pillars. By day, the Lord went before the Israelites in a pillar of cloud. Why? Why? To lead them along the way. God was concerned about their direction, where they are going. The pillar of cloud was a guide, a covering, the scriptures says, and the real presence of the Lord. And I haven't said this yet, so I'm going to say it now. In your Bibles, when you read capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, it is the intimate covenant name of God. The one who fashioned the stars, the universe, the one who gives each and every one of us in this room, each and every person driving up and down the beltway right now, all of the animals in the world, life. Covenant Lord is present with his people in the pillar of cloud. It is his real presence. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking clouds, you know, they're up in the sky. You know, we look up, they do a number of things. They give us rain, right? They give us covering from the heat of the sun. God presented himself to his people as a cloud. This cloud This cloud represents the presence of God with his people going before them, keeping their way safe and secure as long as they follow the Lord. By night, the Lord went before the Israelites in a pillar of cloud, excuse me, in a pillar of fire. By night, the Lord went before the Israelites in a pillar of fire. Why? Why a pillar of fire? This this is pretty simple, (laughs) y'all. To give his people light. Light, the text says, so they can travel by day and by night. Hallelujah. The pillar of fire was a guiding light protection, and the real presence of the Lord. When I was a little boy, I think, I think I was four. I think I was four. I might have been five. I think I was four. Anyway, I got really, 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 really sick. It was on a Saturday. I remember it just like it was yesterday. My dad's mother was a nurse, and so um, my mom, it was me, my sister, and my mom was pregnant with my, my little brother. And I can remember this just like it was yesterday. I mean, y'all, I was sick. I was sick. And so my father loaded me up in the car that morning, drove me to my grandma's house, walked in, and, you know, Mama Lou, I loved Mama Lou. Mama Lou said, oh, come here, baby. <laughs> she took me, she gave me some sort of concoction, put me in the bed, and I slept the rest of the day. I woke up in the night, and everybody was gone except my grandfather. He was sitting in the living room with his feet up on the ottoman. That was his his, uh, seat of choice. And one of my great aunts, one of my grandmother's sisters, came in. She said, I heard about the baby. 
She said, I was come to see how you were doing. Well, on the television was The Wizard of Oz. I was watching it, you know, just, just intently. My dad came, picked me up, took me back to the house. We lived a county over, and I remember we finished watching it. We got there before it went off. I finished watching it. My mom said, son, it's time to go to bed. Now, I don't remember anything else. I just remember how I'm going to end this story. Uh, my parents relayed to me in the, well, I'll say this. When I woke up in the morning, my father was in the bed beside of me. What they relayed to me as I grew up was uh, that I had had some sort of nightmare and hallucination in the night, and I thought the Wicked Witch of the West was outside of my window. (laughs) So the only way that I stopped was my father came, and he lay down in the bed and slept beside of me. Presence. Presence to remove fear. The Lord, the covenant Lord is present with his people. He saved them from a safe road, took them down a a different road, and he's there guiding, protecting. This is supernatural. It's miraculous. It's amazing. The larger picture is that of the greatest king, the supreme emperor, the God of gods and the Lord of lords leading his People, they have nothing to fear because God is with them. The people of God left Egypt with silver, gold, jewelry, and clothing, which the Egyptians gladly gave them. They plundered, I mean, let's put this in the context, they plundered the greatest empire on the earth at the time. Their God was with them guiding through his grace and his power. In theology, the pillars are known as theophanies. Say that with me, theophanies. A theophany is a way in which God makes himself visible. It is an appearance that he makes before his people or before people in ancient times. God appeared before Abraham as a man with two other men who were actually angels. God appeared as the angel of the Lord many times in the Old Testament. He appears before Joshua as a great commander. He appeared to Job in a whirlwind, a storm, a tempest. In our passage, the Lord appears to his people in a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire in order that his people know that he cares for them. And he is taking care of them both day and night. This leads to our third and final lesson. God is present with us tonight in McLean Presbyterian church. God is present with us tonight in McLean Presbyterian Church. One one of Pastor Ryan's scripture passages this morning was John chapter 1. John chapter 1 verses 1 to 4 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. I want you also to hear one more verse from John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh. And your Bibles say, and dwelt. I want you at some point in time to take a pencil or a pen and write above that, tabernacled. And the word, the word speaking the stars into existence became one of us. He tabernacled among us, John said. God present with his people. We have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. In the Old Testament, it is the word of God speaking to the people of God. Now hear that connection. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. In the Old Testament, it is the word of God speaking to the people of God, speaking to the prophets to speak to the people of God. It is the pre-incarnate Jesus, Jesus before he becomes a man, speaking to the prophets of God and to the people of God and the word of God became one of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight, This table teaches us that God is present with his people. Let me say it. Emphasis is important. Tonight, this table teaches us that God is present with his people, with his church. God does not abandon his people, brothers and sisters. He keeps his promises He remains with us day and night through happy days, through ups and downs and trials and difficulties of life. He is ever present. The God who gave his people bread from heaven, we sang that earlier, manna, also became the bread of life so that law-breaking men and women, boys and girls like us, can have a right relationship, right standing with the God of the universe. Tonight, we do not have the pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire, but we do have Emmanuel, God with us in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for calling us to yourself through Jesus Christ, a people for your own possession, calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This we pray 
In Jesus' name, amen.